And we are back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Dynasteers podcast. We do have all of our Dynasteers, our potters with us today. It's your boy, Kung Fu Cape, a.k.a. Mr. Darius Capers. Well, we're missing Kurt. We're missing Kurt, but, you know, he, he's with us in thoughts. Experience yeah. and thoughts. <laughs> I got with us Mr. Reese making his second appearance on the podcast. Going to say what's up to the people, Mr. Reese. What's going on, my people? What's going on, everybody? Reese Xavier 30 on IG. You already know what it is. I got Alex Reed with us, you know, Mr. Second Washington commander himself, him and Reese holding it down for the Washington, D.C. area. We got a I'm I'm glad we got another dub. Hey, I'm waiting on my Starbucks coffee from the fellow podcaster himself, Mr. Kirk. But it's your host with the most, Alex Reed. Follow me at the highest order on the PSN. Um, that's all I got for y'all for the introduction. Dang. And last but not least, we got your boy, Mr. Hope Dealer himself, Henry Capers. Yo, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Y'all know I'm bringing the sound effects every week. It's the Neighborhood Hope Dealers, Henry Capers. Glad to be here with y'all today. Glad to be on this podcast with these amazing brothers. Um, you can always check me out at Long Live My Rain, all caps on IG. You can also check me out with the Capers Cares Foundation on Instagram as well. Uh, we are expanding and doing some amazing things. Per usual, my shameless plug, we taking 120 kids to see the Black Panther 2. Uh, big shout out to Reese's mom. Like Reese's mom gave a dope donation, bro. I appreciate your mom's Reese. Love that. Uh, yeah, I told her about it. She was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I got to support." She go, she gonna be hitting you up because she wants tips for her uh nonprofit oh, yeah. too. She, oh yeah, she, she needs some advice. So yeah, absolutely, man. Dope donation, man. It's always a blessing to have people in our corner. Uh, glad to be here today, fellas. Glad to be here. Let her know. Yeah, salute to her, Reese. We appreciate that, man. From everybody in the Capers crew, everybody in the Dynasties crew, we salute and appreciate her for doing that. Um, something that's weighing really heavy on all of our minds as the podcast today, man. We lost a a bright young talent, man. Not not someone that we knew personally. Some we all feel like we did know personally, man. Rest in peace to take off, member of the Migos. We we felt like it was necessary to. Just have a quick moment of silence for him, man. He was, he was truly a, truly a, a a talented artist. You know, a major part of one of the greatest groups in hip hop history. So, quick moment of silence for a takeoff, man. Salute, man. Rest in power, takeoff, man. Takeoff. Yeah, bro. Crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah, bro. It's crazy, man. Like you, like, like I'm just, I'm tired of having to, to do that, man. I'm tired of having to take a moment of silence for people that look like me, people look like us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of having to do that in general. But you know, it just, it just, man, I don't know. And you know, the tough part about it, the tough part about it is like, you got to go to work, and you got to continue to code switch. You got to continue to flip that switch on to be the black white guy in the space or the appropriate speaking black guy in the space and send these emails and file these documents and do all of these things when 90% of the people you work with know nothing about takeoff, know nothing about the Migos, care nothing about the culture. 
you know, and you have to continue to live in that. You have to continue to work through that quietly. And if your work ever suffers, if your production ever suffers, no one says, oh, man, you lost or somebody that looks like you was killed and they're showing his body on social media. Nah, they look and say, oh, you're not being successful. You're not doing your job. We need to move on from you. And so just that that thin line between life and death is just something that's heavy for me, man. Like this is a heavy it's a heavy week, man. It's a heavy week. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now while I have all of you guys in front of me, man. Like, because obviously, obviously we don't have every day is a promise. I'm going to go ahead and tell all you guys that, man, I love y'all, man. Like, y'all have added smiles and joy to my life um, since I've known you guys. And it's, and it's genuine, man. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to say, I don't want to have to wake up in the morning, God forbid something happen to y'all, man, because I will lose my mind. So I'm going to go ahead and say, each and every one of y'all, man, I love you, brothers. Um, y'all mean the world to me, and I'm glad that God has blessed y'all to be in my life. For sure. I love, brother. Love, oh, yeah, bro. Love. Much love, bro. Much love. Much love, bro. Yeah, bro. It's uh, it's crazy because seeing the statistic, I think within the last five years, like we were talking about off air, I think it's been, what, 16, 15, 16 rappers have lost their lives. Yeah. And it's just it's just crazy, man, because like you said, they all of them look like us, you know. All of them are African Americans. So but besides Mac Miller, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only only white rapper that lost his life within the last five years, four or five years. So it just it's it's a sucky situation, man. You know, just praying for their family, you know, praying for them, man. And it's so crazy, right? Because my uh my uh my signing off message last week was about forgiveness, you know, it being an option and an opportunity. And I think about Offset, who we all know has been like having public and private disagreements with the rest of the Migos and, you know, QC and all these things. And we was talking about it off air. Like, I wonder what Offset was thinking when he got that text message. You know what I'm saying? Like he woke up that morning thinking I have more time. All my time is gone. I can't get right with my dog anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so I never want to make spaces where there's ever any strife or confusion between the people that I love and myself. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, just reiterating last week's point, man, choose forgiveness, man. Make forgiveness an option and an opportunity, you know, so. I think that's a good point, man. Let's go ahead and lead off with the words of wisdom this week, man, because we kind of talked about doing that off air as well. I feel like it's more important things than sports. Sports are, you know, going to be here when everybody's long gone. There's going to be new quarterbacks, new receivers to come in the league, come out the league. Like you mentioned, life is one thing that you can't get back. You know, you, you're you born and then you pass. So, I mean, you only have one life. So, uh, I just kind of want to, like, just – Reiterate what Henry said, man, forgiveness, man. Don't let little things cloud your judgment, cloud your relationship with family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, because, man, you got to get those things right, man. God wants you to forgive 70 times seven like he did us. So you definitely got to just forgive, man. Just, oh, life is too short, man. Alex, Reese, y'all got anything y'all want to just lead off with this week, man? Uh, to piggyback off what you say, life is short, man. 
You don't know how many minute, more minutes, nor hours, nor days you have left on this on this uh, on this world. Uh, I just advise you to cherish it, man. I, well, having to take off is, is tragic, uh, senseless, um, discouraging. Uh, there's there's a multitude of words that I could use to describe um, the loss of his life, uh, uh, but uh, it's, it's hard as a as a young black man like you all spoke on. Continue living and doing the best that you can in this world, not knowing one already not knowing uh, the minute that you'll be taken, but also like the dangers of our community. Point blank, point blank period. You know. Uh, the way we carry ourselves in, in most situations, I guess, it's uh, it's sad. Unbecoming, it's it's really sad. But uh, rest in peace to to take off for real. Um, this one really hurts. This one really does hurt, especially when you grow up listening to his music, and um, the 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 lyrics kind of just ring in your head, especially when he's gone. Um, it's it's different. It's different. I tell you that. So, but um. Words of encouragement, man. Just just live every day like it's your last. You know, um, never know, never know, never gonna know when it's your last minute and when God is calling you. So, yeah. Alex, I know you lead it off with what you mentioned about uh, just you know having love for everybody on the podcast. Did you have anything else you want to add, bro? Just uh, urge the viewers, especially the ones that look like us. I know in our community, you know. We don't really say I love you to our brothers, um, but I want us to all stop that. I want, if you feel, you, if you have some certain emotion, tell your brother, man. Please tell your brother because you never know. You never know when you're not going to be able to say something. As I, I, like Reese said, make sure that you live every day like it's your last. But you know, love love the people that's around you like you know like it's your last day here because you never know when the real day is, and you don't want to. You don't want to have somebody leave this world, or you leave this world, and you guys are not on good terms. That's going to haunt that person forever. I've been listening to Takeoff's music since I was in eighth grade Avid class with my boy Jimmy, and my boys and me and you uh, met Henry when we went to college. Like I feel like I've grown up with you guys, you know. So I want to take the time to say, you guys mean the world to me, man, and I hope that. This senseless killing of our brothers and it, it stops. Brothers and sisters popping up like dead flies is just it's getting aggravating at this point because I have to look at my phone every morning and I have to be like, damn, and then I have to go to work like that. That this is this is messing with my head and it needs to stop. It really does. Oh man, yeah, I think there is. Um... There's a there's a lesson in all this, right? Like we have an opportunity as change makers in our community to be able to infiltrate and do what is right, or we have an opportunity to influence what is wrong. And I think uh there are a lot of conversations, folks who are listening to this podcast have probably already seen it and will continue to see it as the weeks go on about the negative effects that rap music has on our black kids, on our black children and black communities and oh, what gun violence and X, Y, and Z, all those things. Those are all conversations that could be had. But I think a lot of people that are leading those conversations are folks who have not been in our communities, who don't know the reality of living in a double wide trailer and McDougal Downs, or who knows what it is to come from, you know, the corners where you come from, Alex, or the corners where you come from, Reese. 
And so I think in this moment, I think the best opportunity for us right now, for folks who are not uh, affluent, who don't understand, who don't truly get it, step back and close your mouth. There are moments and times where we get an opportunity to listen. And I think we need to listen to the people who are experiencing a lot of the pain, a lot of the trauma that are going on in these communities. We need to listen to why this is at the forefront of their music, why this is their reality. And we need to make truly effective change to be able to help those people, right? There are folks who rap about this type of lifestyle because they've lived it, talk about this type of stuff because it's their current reality, right? I'm not talking about the pretenders. I'm talking about people who have authentically lived these lives, right? Like we can't cast judgment. We can't condemn these folks. And I think that it's just, it's time time now for us, instead of trying to point the finger and find a reason for the blame, it's time for us to help each other. It's time for us to help each other. What that help looks like is finding ways to, to support and provide resources and encourage and uplift. And, you know, if we're talking about the problem, 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 problem all the time and nobody's stepping in to help find a solution, we're only going to be walking in circles. And I think this is just another situation we've talked about it on this show. Like, man, we we lost another black man. We lost another rapper, right? Yeah, the yeah, part of the problem is gun violence. Part of the problem is, you know, you know, these type of things they may be getting into, but there are other problems too. Like, why do why do we feel as though us as black men need to go places and carry weapons? White people aren't doing that unless it's because unless it, it's their right to bear arms, right? They're not doing it with the intent to always have to protect themselves, to look over their shoulders, right? We need to be at a place where we can start making people feel safe again in our communities. Us as Black people need to be safe in our communities. Y'all know, y'all have been in positions where y'all just genuinely didn't feel comfortable and it was yours. You move into your apartment and don't feel comfortable. Be like, oh, I'm still trying to get your move into your house or, you know, still kind of got that look over your shoulder mentality because there's such a common and, and inherent like desire to be uneasy, right? Because that's what we come from. That's why our health is different. That's why we, right? Because there's such a fear. There's such a worry about the things we have to run into on a day-to-day basis, man. It's just, man, it's time to change. I I, I want love, man. Like, I, y'all, man, I used to laugh at Diddy. I'm Dr. Love. I'm Brother Love and all that. But but Diddy really on to something. Like, you know, let's let's spread love, man. Let's let's find ways that we can make people's lives better, man. I I may not have nothing profound. This might be just me ranting this week, right? But like there are people who shouldn't have anything to say, but just sit back and listen. Because the folks who are really feeling this pain and this hurt. And who constantly feel this pain and this hurt, keep getting ignored, keep getting overlooked, keep getting mistreated inside the courts, keep not getting justice. And it's time, it's time out for that, man. Amen, man. I, I don't want to cut anybody else over anything they have to say. Anybody have anything else to add? This is definitely something that we do want to discuss. It's a serious thing going on in the world. And we just want to make sure we we discuss that. No one has anything else to add on to what Henry uh, what Henry perfectly said. We will let this topic in there, man. Send our our prayers, our wishes to take off in his family, Quavo, his family, 
Offset and his family, the whole Migos organization, everybody tied to them, their families. Send a big prayer, man, and just pray for healing. Um, trying to uh, pivot a, as easily as we can or as, you know, as to the sports topic of this podcast, you know, just kind of lighten up the mood a little bit as, as lightening as we can try to do opinions on the week eight scores. Um, we do have the scores here. Thursday night, uh, Baltimore did beat Tampa Bay 27-22. Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon games, Denver actually finally got a win. They beat Jacksonville 21-17. Atlanta Falcons beat Carolina Panthers in overtime 37-34. Dallas beat Chicago 49-29. The Miami Dolphins beat the Detroit Lions 31-27. Vikings won against the Cardinals 34-26. Uh, Eagles beat Pittsburgh 35-13. Patriots beat my Jets 22-17. Saints beat the Raiders 24-0. Titans beat the Texans 17-10. Commanders beat the Colts 17-16. The 49ers beat the Rams 31-24. And McCaffrey had himself a game. Uh, the... Seahawks won against the Giants 27 to 13. Uh, the Bills beat the Packers 27 to 17. And the Browns beat the Bengals 32 to 13. So uh just also want to kind of go over the the bets we had last week. Uh so Kurt. Kurt's tab is kind of hefty. He owes Henry those 11 cases of water. Uh he won one of the games I'll bet two on. You won the other one, Henry, so it uh, evened out. And I think y'all had one case on another game, so that equals you up to 11. And he owes me a three-pack of crumble cookie. I owe you four cases of, of four packs of smart water, and I owe Kurt a big body armor. Alex, you owe Kurt – I got to go back and see what you owe. You, I don't, you, don't, you don't owe Kurt anything, right? Yeah, okay, so the commander's going to come back and win it. You're right. So he owes you that uh, that Starbucks coffee. And Henry, he owes me a three-pack of crumble cookie from our previous bet in our gallon Gatorade because you bet on the Lions, I bet on the Dolphins. So mm, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, so just want to kind of – those are just the scores. Who do you guys got as top performers slash offensive players of the week and defensive players of the week? Um. So for my offensive player of the week, um, I want to give a shout out to Derrick Henry. He had a monster game, 32 attempts, 219 yards, the longest um, attempt, 41 yards, two touchdowns. And I also got to give love to Tua, um, 29 of 36 complete uh, attempts and completions, uh, three touchdowns, and um, almost a 140 QBR. He had a monster game um, on Sunday. Um, can't take anything away from them. those are my two top performers on offense. And my defensive player is coming from that stout Buffalo Bills defense himself, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, he has 16 total tackles. Good Lord. Um, they put something on Green Bay. It wasn't the blowout that I expected, but it, overall it was a complete dog walk. They they did the Green Bay uh, Packers in the worst way. Um and he has he has something to do with that. Henry, which one of y'all boys want to tackle it next? 
I'll go next. Uh, so we we all gotta give King Henry his props. I'm not talking about you, Henry. Unfortunately, talk about Derrick Henry did his thing this week. Two hundred, two over two hundred yards on the on a day. But well, that is big ups, big bro, big ups, man. He's doing his thing out here. Um, he's my offensive player of the week. Period. I'm a run guy, so I'm a running back guy. So, I mean, behind him we got Travis Etienne. He he's got 150 yards. Uh, coming off of ACL rookie uh, season, I expected big things from him, and he's pretty much he's pretty much showing out for the, for the Jags so far. So, um, on offense, I got two running backs doing their thing. On defense, you know, you, you got to speak up for 16 total tackles for Tremaine Edwards, Edmonds. Sorry, um, the Bills look like a Super Bowl contender. If not, they favored. And. You think it's the offense? It's looking like the defense might be that go-to. You know, defense wins championships. A lot of people say that, but they have the complete package when it comes to defense and offense. So, um, those are my two guys, three guys. Who you got, big bro? That's all right. Um, I have to shout out Fisher McCaffrey just because first player to do it, Passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and God knows how long it's been a while. I think they said what, like 2006 or something. Ladainian Thomason did Ladainian it. Ladainian Thomason, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, you got to shout that out. Like, that's something that you just kind of have to highlight, man. That's like, that is huge. And you know, again, I'm on this train of me. I'm King Henry, but I go by King Hennessy. If you have any concerns King Hennessy can't miss bro like I've, I've been I've been calling it all year long like I, I don't know what what y'all want me to do I told y'all what was going to happen Christian McCaffrey was going to go to San Francisco I told y'all what was going to happen the Colts were going to lose to the Washington Commanders I told y'all what was going to happen the Commanders were going to go on a two-game win streak I said that a couple of weeks ago I told y'all what was going to happen I said the 49ers were going to beat the Rams everybody was like oh you tripping right I, I can't miss, right? So I got to give McCaffrey his props. McCaffrey did exactly what he was supposed to do. He did exactly what he was meant to be uh, meant to be a 49er for, you know, and it's come out here and make plays, right? Why they got a couple of injuries. I, I think they didn't play without Dabo, right? They didn't play uh, – they played without Debo Samuels, right? Yeah, Debo didn't so, play. Yeah, so when, when you get Debo – sorry, I said Dabo, sorry. When you get Debo back, it's like – you get Debo back on that offense, like, man, that's going to be a good team, bro. Um, we all know the glaring issues that the 49ers have at quarterback, but, I mean, come on, man. Like, he's serviceable enough. If McCaffrey can throw you a touchdown, hell, let him let him do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. let him do it, you know? Um, so, McCaffrey is definitely on that big list. I also got a shout-out, guys, like um, Dante Foreman, man. Like, everybody's talking about King Henry, but he was one of two backs this week, him and Tony Pollard. That uh, had three touchdowns on the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. So while the yards mean a lot, I think touchdowns and them tuds mean a little bit more than anything. And we cannot ignore the fact that AJ Brown went crazy. AJ mm-hmm. Brown went so crazy that he was drug tested the next day. <laughs> so it's like, like if you want to talk about player of the week, you got to go with my man who got drug tested, right? Like. It's so funny because me and Reese played with this dude in college who was so nice. I remember one game, bro, dude, Tyron Laughing House. Laugh was a dog, bro. And, like, 
we played a team and we had like 21 points and he had all 21 of the points, like a kick return, a punt return, and then he scored like a receiving touchdown. So it's like, man, you got to give props to them guys when they be cutting ass like that. And AJ, AJ was doing his thing, bro. Um, defensive player of the week for me, man. I, you know, I y'all are saying uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I think Tremaine had a really good game, but I like the presence that Micah Parsons has had all season long. He has been, in my opinion, the best defensive X factor of any team this year, just because of what he can do from rushing the quarterback, what he can do from stopping the run, what he can do from dropping into coverage. And um, he's a, he's, he's a player for me in my mind who is always going to be, as long as he decides to play football and as long as he's playing at a high level, will be an, a candidate for the defensive player of the year. And so um, I think he had a great game this week, uh, especially with the Cowboys coming away with the win. So, so. Those are all tremendous players this week. Uh, they all had tremendous days. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards who you said, Henry. I was going to go with A.J. Brown, but not just A.J. Brown. The combination of A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That, that combination was money this past week. Jalen Hurts, 19 of 28, 285 on through the air, four tuds. A.J. Brown caught three of them, six catches for 156 yards, three scores. That That's just – you can't do anything with that, man. Like you said, he, he was going off so bad they had to drug test him. I believe he was the highest scoring fantasy player this past week. It was between him and McCaffrey. Um, they just – they were amazing, man. Uh, I also wanted to mention another guy that – Missed time because of a drug test that he failed. DeAndre Hopkins, man, he yeah, came back. Dude. He had yeah. a great game against Minnesota, even though Arizona did come up short. 12 catches, 159 yards on the score. He's everything that the Cardinals thought he'd be coming into the season halfway through the year. And he's he's just stepping into what he was last season, really. I mean, he's – healthy. I truly feel like him missing half the season was good for him because last season he got banged up a little bit towards the end of the year. And so him being able to rest up, be healthy, 100% healthy coming into the season, that's good for him. I also want to kind of toot my own horn because you mentioned Michael Parsons as just being a consistent factor, consistent just player for that Cowboys defense. I chose him to be the defensive player of the year, so I'm truly, truly liking my prediction. Even though it wasn't a hard prediction to make, anybody could have made it. But uh, my defensive player of the week, I wanted to give Zendarius Smith his flowers. Zendarius Smith is actually leading the league in sacks and tackles for loss right now. On the season, he has 40 tackles, 13 for loss, eight and a half sacks. And this past week, he had seven tackles, three of them were sacks and a pass deflection. He had a really good game. He's He's been a pivotal part in the Minnesota Vikings leading that division. Uh, like they mentioned, pass rushers really make teams. And you see when teams like Buffalo get a Von Miller, when hopefully with Miami getting Bradley Chubb, which we'll t- touch on a little bit, um, just getting those elite pass rushers truly take defenses from just average to like elite. So I truly think those are my two picks for that. Uh, let's kind of pivot to the winners and the losers for week eight. Who'd you guys have winning? Who'd you guys have losing? Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear this. 
Um, as a whole, I had the the Raiders. Uh, I had the Raiders team as an organization, as a as a city of Oakland, the biggest losers of uh, Week Eight football. How do you not score anything? You went. You lost to the Saints twenty four to nothing. Now the Saints are a good team. Don't get me wrong; they're okay. But you got Devontae Adams. You got we. The only reason we don't look at Devontae Adams as the best wideout in the league this year is because Derek Carr is his quarterback. You went fifteen of twenty six for a hundred yards and a fifty less than a fifty two QBR. That is completely trash. That is that is. I don't know why I picked the Raiders to win this game. I thought it was going to be a competitive game. I was wrong. Derek Hart let me down again. Lord, like they're like the Cowboys of the West Coast. It, it whatever what can go wrong will go wrong, and it starts with Derek Carr. This is probably the worst game I've ever seen him play, and I've seen a lot of his games. Um, the second loser that I have is the Bengals. Now, granted, Joe Burrow played all right. I think he had two tuds and an interception. So he didn't play bad, um, but his old line played awful. Um, they didn't protect him at all. I know he didn't have Jamar Chase, but he still had Higgins. He still has that wide receiver course. So I would expect that they would win to the Browns. But instead, Jacoby Brissett had a game on him. He looked like an actual NFL quarterback. And when you, if you can make Jacoby Brissett look like an actual NBA, uh, NFL quarterback, you lost. You lost. So to, for my losers, I got Derek Carr and the Bengals O-line. I'm going to go with the winners. Um, I think the biggest winners or the biggest winner was the Eagles this week. The Eagles showed that they are going to, they're going to contend for a Super Bowl. And the biggest unit uh, on their team, surprising enough, is their offensive line. Their offensive line was magnificent. There's there's clips going around of Jalen Hurts just having like echoes of time in the pocket. And that is beautiful to see. So my winners go out to Philadelphia, even though I'm a Washington fan. I know I hate to say it, but it's pretty good. They're playing good football. Um they look good. They look like the old Eagles of before. So gotta give them my winners. And yeah, definitely a loser is the Bengals. To lose to the Browns like that? Like that though? Ugh, man, it's tough for a team that we thought was on the up and up as far as the franchise going. They, they, they took a whole complete 360 from last year. So um, uh, they need to get back on the horse with that. So those are my winners and losers. Yeah, I got a couple of winners and losers this week, and I think um, my winners and losers are a little bit different. A winner for me this week is the Washington Commanders. Proud of them. I called it. I told y'all what was going to happen. Y'all didn't want to believe me, but I was right per usual. Uh, the commanders were going to go out there and they were going to get it done. They're on a, what, three-game win streak, if I'm wrong, Commander fans? Three games, right? Mm-hmm. Three-game three game win streak, and I think they've got a good chance of winning this ball game this week, right, against the Vikings? I think – I I think – I think I think they're going to surprise the Vikings. I think they're going to come out and hit the Vikings in their mouth. But the Vikings did make a really good move um, that I think uh, is going to put them – in the NFC championship conversation. Uh, so 
if the commanders lose, the commanders lose by like seven. They don't, it's nothing, it's nothing significant though. So don't worry, commanders fans, you all will bounce back. Uh, everything's on the up and up. It's because of Heineke, right? Uh, yeah, I think Heineke's going to get it done. And, you know, if Heineke doesn't get it done, we'll just go back to Carson Wentz and we'll still be successful. Um, <laughs> uh, Another big winner for me this week was the Kansas City Chiefs uh, because we had a bye week and we were able to get some rest. And if folks want to look at the schedule, our next three games are like dominant games. We've got the Titans, we've got the Jags, and then we've got the Rams. And so uh, Titans, Jags, Chargers, excuse me. And then after that, we got the Rams. And so in the next four weeks, I think we could win four of those games. Um how do you like the addition of Kadarius Tony? I think Tony is going to be a really good addition. I hope they don't rush him in. I hope they give him some time to learn the offense because our offense is extremely complex. And Tony's going to have to come in and fill a large gap. I think I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of things, a lot of reports saying that they traded away Fenton, uh, Fenton, Fenton, the the corner, to be able to make cap room space to bring in Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, if we bring in Odell Beckham Jr., I think that's one weapon too many. And so I would like to see us maybe scale back on the offensive weapons a little bit and do what we can to, uh, to make sure our secondary looks good. But we do got that young kid out of Fayetteville State that hasn't really played yet. Exciting to say that, like, he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you got some other young talent on that team, so we'll see. I think we're our defense is a little bit better than we I expected it to be this year, so uh, that's positive. Uh, so – those are one of my that's my second of three winners this week. And my third winner, man, I gotta kinda I think we give them a bad we 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 really really give them a hard time. We gotta shout out that boy Russ. Russ kinda got a Russ winning and got a win this week. <laughs> like we like we can go back and listen to the last six episodes. We trash Russ every week. Russ went and got it done this week. Like that defense stepped up big. Um and so I'm proud of them for that. And last but not least, I had another big winner, but it's slipping me. Ah, the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is my big winner of the week. The Jacksonville Jaguars went and got a really good pickup in the in the trade deadline. Yes. We don't want to talk about it. Calvin Ooh, Ridley. Yeah. Yes. Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Nobody want to talk yes. about it because Calvin ain't playing. And they gave away nothing. See, I can't wait to gave away nothing. I cannot wait to get to the trade deadline section because, bro, that is probably a top three trade that they made. Bro, that is a top three trade, and nobody wants to talk about it. That is Calvin Ridley is getting ready to be Trevor Lawrence's go-to target. When Calvin can play, Trevor Lawrence will have be walking into what his third season. He'll be getting into his groove, getting comfortable in his own. Now he's got a, a really good offense. If Travis Etienne stays on the course that he's charting on, he's got a solid ground game. You got you bringing some pieces on that offensive line. You got a, a really young budding defense. Mm, that Jacksonville Jaguars team could be a problem, guys. I think for me that is the best. That that trade surprised me because I didn't know you could trade Calvin Ridley. I didn't know he could get traded since he was suspended. And so that trade surprised me. When I saw his name come across the screen, I was truly impressed. So those are my winners for the week. 
According to uh, reports, uh, Calvin Ridley can actually be in the facility February 15th. He's officially a member of the Jaguars then because that's mm. when his suspension will end. So he will be able to he will be able to start kind of getting his playbook, getting getting accustomed to the to the Jaguar way of football. Uh, it's crazy, Henry. It seems like you and I had similar notes this week because my winner is the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. It's specifically, I have been trashing Russ and the Denver Broncos for the last four or five episodes. But that's the only, the only reason why I've done that is because episode one, I chose them to win the division. I had a lot of, I bought a lot of stake in the Denver Broncos this offseason. And to see how disappointing they've been, it's just been, it's just been so, so disappointing, man. And so, I'm glad to see them finally get off the schneid, break their losing streak, and get a dub. If I'm not mistaken, they said Nathaniel Hackett was coaching for his job. So yeah, he that was. Is, so I'm glad that he actually got that win, was able to stay employed at least one more week. You know, um, right. Another winner that I have, man. Y'all might look at me like I'm crazy, but the Baltimore Ravens. I know I said getting Calvin Ridley with a top three trade. Getting Roquan Smith was the number one best trade. That was the best. Listen, that was the best. The best. And what makes it even better is with them being 24th in rush defense, Roquan Smith instantly comes in and makes them a top 10 run defense. And they didn't even have to give up a first round pick. They were able to get him off of a second round pick. That is amazing. I know this isn't Madden. What would you say? I was about to say, but I feel like this this defense is good. It's going to be have to be damn good to carry that offense. The offense doesn't look too good this year. Yeah, but that but that's one thing that with that's one thing with that having Roquan allows you to do is be an average offense if he's on your defense, right? Because one of the things that we can say is he's one of the premier run stoppers in football. But what is underrated about his skill and his talent, besides his ability to be a short tackler and stop the run, make plays, is his ability to rush the passer. He now, at that Mike's dog, that Mike's spot at rushing the passer now opens up the, opens up their defense in ways that I don't think they were ready for. I don't think they were truly considering. I think they saw a big name and was like, okay, let's bring him in because he's a pro bowler a couple of times. But now once they brought him into that, that all him, Patrick Queen, you've got, I mean, you've got some big names in that Raven defense now. And that Raven defense is starting to look like the defense of old and that offense is always going to be better than any Ravens defense that won a Super Bowl because they've got Lamar Jackson. So they're, they mean, they're in a good spot, dude. They're in a much better spot than they were last week. Like, so. let's just think about this. In eight games, Roquan Smith has 83 tackles, two and a half sacks, and two picks. Sick. That's sick. In eight games. That's sick. That's so a season for some guys. That's a season for some guys. And they got that's him for a sick. second and a fifth round pick. That's I sick. feel like that is a steal when you're considering a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who's had significant injuries and has a significant contract, yeah. went for four draft picks, the second, third, fourth, and a fifth. I, I just, I got to consider that a win. So my winners are the Broncos and the Ravens for that trade. My <laughs> losers, I got two losers. Um, I'm going to go with one might be surprising. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans and specifically Davis Mills. 
man, they lost a close game to the Titans, the Titans team that started their backup quarterback. I mean, I know we we all love Malik Willis. He's a great player. He was a great player in college. But uh, that's a winnable game. And Davis Mills is looking more and more like he might be on the first thing smoking out of Houston this offseason when they're able to draft one of those top three quarterbacks. Last but not least, man, my loser of the week, I got to go with Zach Wilson, man. He uh, huh. he got in a situation where he actually had to throw the ball against Matt Jones and against that Patriot defense, and he threw in three interceptions, and two of them were really bad. One of them was a pass he overthrew a guy, and another one he just completely missed the guy on an out route. He was very late, got it picked off, man. Henry's been preaching bring back Flack for the last three weeks. We were winning with him throwing 15 passes. He finally threw a touchdown pass to a receiver this week, but he threw three interceptions. So it's like I, I'm I'm just so torn on him, man, because sometimes he looks like a good game manager. Other times he looks like this, and it's just – it's confusing and it's frustrating. Uh, one of the guys – I'll say this, and then I'll go to the next topic because I do want to get to the trades because we've mentioned them. Uh, one of the guys in my dynasty league and my in my uh, fantasy football league, he said if we were able to had struck a trade for Aaron Rodgers this offseason, we would be a Super Bowl contender because all we're missing is a veteran quarterback. And I would love an Aaron Rodgers. I would love a Jimmy Garoppolo. I would love a Tom Brady. I would love any of these quarterbacks that will be available this offseason, possibly. So, Well, uh, I just want to say it again. Henry was right. Bring back Flack. All right. Uh what I what I'll say is this, right? What I'll say is this. Um the hope that Zach Wilson is going to be the guy, and I think that ship has sailed. I think now there needs to be a realistic approach for the New York Jets, right? You and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, Darius. I think the Jets struck lightning because that defense is playing extremely well when that defense should only be playing okay, right? That defense should only be playing okay just because they have a really young secondary. They still have some unproven linebackers, and their defensive line sometimes wants to play football sometimes, right? But it seems like things are kind of clicking for that Jets defense in ways that if you don't capitalize now, you won't do anything with it. And so I think it's important that they go ahead and bring in a quarterback ASAP. But I – I just I think the Jets made the Jets not making moves during the deadline or before the deadline happened is a huge issue for me because if the Jets are five and two right now, they're basically saying because they haven't made moves that they believe that Zach Wilson and or Flacco can get them to a position where they can make the playoffs. If you decided to make a move using some of your draft equity, some of your trade, your draft picks to be able to bring somebody in who could get the job done, that would be more of a guarantee to, I think, to the Jets fans. And I think the Jets aren't doing that. I can't imagine the Jets doubling their record, right? I can't imagine them going, what, 10 and four. I can't see that happening. Like the Jets, I mean, or 10 and six. I can't, the Jets going 10 10 and six. Yeah, ten. It'd be ten to seven. Yeah, if they double uh, it, our second it. half, our schedule, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh. That second half is kind of, kind of yeah. tough, man. And who, we got and who, Buffalo this week, then our bye, then after our bye, loss. we got New England loss, and then we play Chicago after New England. Then we win. got Minnesota, Buffalo again, loss, Detroit win. again, 
Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami. We got a we got a kind of tough. Like I see five games we can lose with these last five six games. We I could see us losing Buffalo twice. I can see us losing New England again. Minnesota, yes. Miami. I can see you going five hundred over the next uh, next half of the season. I right, but even if they go five hundred, they don't make the playoffs. And so you held these draft picks for what? You held all these draft picks. You didn't make any type of trades. You didn't go bring in a pass rusher when they should have went to try to get Bradley. Uh, get the, try to get Bradley Chubbs. They didn't make any move to bring any offensive line help. They didn't bring in any type of quarterback when they knew that there were quarterbacks on the market that would pack their stuff up tonight and move to New York. Like, <laughs> like, think about it. Think about it. The Jets did not scream, "We want to win the Super Bowl." Nor did they scream, "I want to be." next in line for an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady. Like, the Jets think that they can find their quarterback in this draft, and I think they're going to waste a lot of talented players on that team. By the way, I didn't know that um, what defensive tackle. I didn't know his brother was a linebacker on the team, too. Yeah, Quentin Qu- Qu- Williams. Yeah, his, his, his uh, brother's a linebacker. <laughs> I think he was undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and, and cool. 18 career starts for Zach Wilson. Seven and eleven record, twelve touchdown passes, sixteen interceptions. So, for what it's worth, that's what it's seven touchdown passes. No, twelve touchdown passes and oh, sixteen. I, I was about to say no. he has seven victories and eighteen starts, though. To go back to the Jets, though, ah, uh, you said they didn't make any moves. They made one move that I actually really like. James Robinson is running back. That was a move that I like. That was more. actually a decent move. Now they didn't do enough. No, granted. I agree. But they did something that replaced Brees Hall, so that gets their running game. Their running game was awesome. The running game was on point before Brees Hall got hurt. And they saw mm-hmm. they saw they saw a hole in the foot right there. And they went and le- and picked it up. I'm not saying that they, you know, they they obviously could have done more, mm-hmm. but they did something. Yeah, sure should have. Yep, yep. You know how many <laughs> Yep, sure should have. Sure should have did some more. You know how many rushing yards James Robinson had? 17. You know how many times he touched the ball? Five times. So it looked oh, like yeah. yeah. looked like yeah, the media wasted their money. Because but Travis Etney is going off. Yeah, yeah, no. Travis Etney is going off. Right. No. Come on now. No. Before he like, got hurt, James Robinson was looking like a premier was back. looking like a premier back, bro. Come premier on. And when, and when was that again? And when was that hey, again? Sometimes, oh, sometimes, no, 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 sometimes no, no, no. it just takes a change of scenery, dog. When was that again? When was was two seasons ago? It was just two seasons. And what's the shelf life for running backs in this league? Oh, okay. Alex, I'm just spitting the facts, G. It's never happened before? An injured running back coming back and having a I'm just spitting the facts, G. There's some facts facts to be shared. I mean, there's a lot of running backs that's done it. Plenty of them. Okay. Thanks. I do have one honorable mention for like winners, uh, since we don't know the cut. Y'all didn't mention Chase Claypool to the Bears. All the Bears need now is an older back. They need a quarterback. The Bears need a quarterback, bro. The Bears need a quarterback, bro. <laughs> they need a whole team. They need yeah, the whole team. Bears. No, come on, bro. Come on, bro. You, I, that's why we didn't mention it, bro. Yeah, I think Chase right. Claypool getting traded. They just didn't want him on that roster anymore. Like they, like. I don't think they want him on that roster anymore. Like, think about it. Chase, Chase Claypool hasn't really done much of anything. Like, it was either re-sign a receiver that's kind of like – he's a poop putt, you ask me. Like, they haven't had a good receiver since Antonio Brown, if you want me, if you want to be real. Like – Oh, yeah, you know, no, that's facts. 
<laughs> like and Deont- and that kid Deontay Johnson, he be the best receiver they've had since Antonio yeah, Brown. He's, I mean, he's a stud sometimes. Like last year, he dropped. Yeah, last year he dropped the ball like eleven times. Like he had crazy numbers and drops, but they kind of like stepped his game up a little bit. But it's like, I Chase Claypool is a poo putt, bro. Like he's a big body guy who should be a tight end. Like that's that's what it is. He should be a tight end in this league. If he's a, if he turns into a tight end, I think he's one of the better players in football because he's the receiver. He's not better than AJ Brown. Like you can start naming the list. There are receivers that Chase Claypool can't hold a candle to. So it's like you traded him for what? You traded him to a team with you. He was on a team with no quarterback. And we think, traded him to a team with no quarterback. I think the mm-hmm. Bears gave up too much for him. Like I said, that, now see, that's what I was gonna say as well. Right. I, I now see, right. Alex. I differ from him. See, you no, know hold up. Let's let's go to the trades because that seems like a, a major topic with the NFL trade deadline just passing yesterday. Alex, I'm going to get back to that point because. I differ from both of them. I like the Claypool move. I do think a second round pick is too rich for him, but I like Chase Claypool as a as a prospect. But the trades that did happen, uh, like like we already mentioned, Carolina Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. Henry did guess that correctly. They gave up the 49ers. Oh, it wasn't a guess. You ain't got to say guess. That was a sound assessment well, based was, on football was, knowledge. Because I am an aficionado of the game. Okay. okay, well, Mr. Aficionado got that one correct. Thank you, Kyle. For a second, third, and okay. fourth round pick this year and a fifth and 24, the Chicago Bears traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a fourth round pick this year. The Giants yeah. traded Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs for a third and a sixth round pick. Like I mentioned, the Ravens traded Roquan Smith to – the Ravens traded for Roquan Smith from the Bears for a second and a fifth round pick. The Vikings – this is another sneaky move. Vikings acquired TJ Hawkinson from the Lions. They yeah. gave up a – I'm looking right now. They sent a second and a fourth to the Lions for TJ Hawkinson, but they got back a fourth and a fourth next season. So that's not too bad on the Vikings front. Like Alex mentioned, the Bears struck a deal for Chase Claypool. They gave up a second-round pick for Claypool this year. Um, the Dolphins requ- acquired Bradley Chubb. Man, that was a blockbuster trade. The Dolphins, they gave they got Chubb for a fifth. Well, they got Chubb and a fifth for a first round pick this year, a fourth round pick next year, and Chase Edmonds. So they did send Chase Edmonds down to Denver to help their running back situation. Um the Dolphins, after trading away Chase Edmonds, they got Jeff Wilson back in a deal from the 49ers. They got Jeff Wilson for a, a fifth round pick. It was nothing noteworthy, but still a good guy. Henry, as Henry mentioned, uh, the Jags acquired Calvin Ridley for next to nothing. Conditional pick, that'll be a fifth-round pick if he's ever reinstated and a sixth-round pick if he remains banned from the league. So basically a fifth-round pick Mm. for a guy that was thought of as, what, two, three years ago, a top-five receiver in the league? Can't, Can't argue with that at all. That's a buy low option right there. Uh, the Steelers acquired William Jackson a third from from y'all Commanders. They ended up trading him for a mm-hmm. seventh round pick that'll turn into a sixth round pick if he plays seventy percent of his snaps. Uh, we sent the Jets sent Jacob Martin to the Broncos. We were able to get Jacob Martin uh, to the Broncos in exchange for a fourth round pick, which was pretty good. I'm glad we were able to get some cap space back. I do see what Henry mentioned. They traded Rashad. Benton to the Falcons. They were able to clear up that cap space that they're hoping to bring in OBJ with. 
they said that cleared up space for Trent McDuffie, who's coming back from injury reserve. So that that should work for you guys. Um, another sneaky move: the Bills acquired Naheem Hines for a sixth round pick. I like it. Like that a lot as well. And last but not least, the Bills acquired Dean Marlowe from the Falcons. He's a safety for a seventh round pick. So just kind of touching back on Alex's point, I do like the Chicago move to get Chase Claypool. I don't think he's a poo putt completely. I do think that he he just needs to be featured a little more. I feel like with him competing for snaps and competing for targets with Deontay Johnson last year, he even had a 800 receiving yards last season and about seven or eight touchdowns. So he didn't have a terrible season last year competing. He's actually competing with targets with a lot of people. Pat Fryermuth was a touchdown machine for them. Uh, Najee Harris in the backfield was catching passes a lot last year. So he didn't play terrible competing with other other weapons. He actually has, in his two seasons, he's played rookie season 873 yards, nine scores. Last season, 860 yards, two scores. So, I mean, he when he, when he gets a chance to play, he's able to play. Now, a second-round pick is a little much for a guy that's not, you know, a – elite number one, but I do feel like giving Justin Fields, who I also think is a pretty competent quarterback, he's showing what he can do, a quality receiver. You know, that offense is starting to come into come into shape, I believe. They they got a solid running game. They got two receivers now, Mooney and Claypool, Komet's a solid tight end. That O-line just has to get built back, and I think they'll be fine. What do you guys think? What do you guys think was, like, the best trade, and what do you guys think was the worst trade? I just want to hop on that Chase Claypool. I'm I'm kind of high on like recent uh, Henry. I'm kind of high on it. I think that's a piece in the right direction. I don't think the Bears are in win now or playoff mode now. But a week ago, I didn't know what direction they were trying to go in. It seemed like um, that offense with Justin Fields looked like, looked like the Wright brothers those first few times. They would get in the air a few times, and then they'd be on the ground again. Uh, Justin Fields is leading the league in sacks by far. I mean, you got you got him an actual. You want to call it? He's maybe not a number one, but he's a very very good number two wide receiver, which is something they didn't have. I feel like now the Bears' main objective is to get a good O line pieces, get good O line pieces, and then see what you can do next year. This year is pretty hmm. much a wash. They didn't do anything for Justin Fields except. Let him see how the turf feels. Maybe he'll slide better next next uh next year. But I th- I like the I like the move. I do, I really do. I agree. I want to say a very disappointing no move at all was Green Bay. Like exactly. they don't want to compete at all. I don't know what the I don't what's the issue. Like they didn't do nothing. <laughs> It's clear as day that um, that old man needs some help, and he can no longer do it. I mean, he wasn't doing it by himself anyways, but, I mean, it's astonishing astonishing that they didn't make any move to help him at all, Aaron Rodgers at all. That's sad. It's really sad. But, hey, they're the, they're the losers in this one. Um, the the winner in my book, um, it's, it's two. I got two. I think it's going to go to – First, I'm going to go with the Vikings. TJ Hawkinson was a big pickup. It was a big asset for them. Sneaky enough, the Vikings are 6-1 and one with now a valuable weapon. 
like an extra weapon. Justin, Justin, you already know Justin Jefferson and then TJ Hawkinson. It's, it's it's about to go stupid for the offense. Hopefully, Kirk Cousins can, can keep up. Yeah, ain't nobody talking about Dalvin Cook. Like, ain't nobody oh, even. No, we already know Dalvin doing yeah, his thing. Like, ain't nobody Dalvin. even really talking oh, Dalvin name. Like Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne. They sneaky have a top five offense. Sneaky, they sneaky yeah. have one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah. Sneaky enough. But my next best got to go to the Dolphins and picking up Bradley Chubb. Man, with arguably one of the most high flying offenses to get touched by one of the best pass rushers, pass rushers that we've seen in, in this time of day. Uh yeah, they're they're stepping up. They stepped up their game with that with that pick, uh, with that uh, trade. So I gotta give up to those two guys, man. Yeah, I can definitely. Uh, I think I agree with you, Reese, on all your points. Uh, the Packers. I don't know what the Packers are doing, man. I'm kind of confused in the direction the Packers are going. Um, you give Aaron Rodgers all this money, but no weapons. It's almost as a way to spite him. I feel like LaFleur is saying, like, they're not going to fire me. We're going to force you out, and we're going to screw you over in the process, right? That's what it feels like. I don't know if that's what is taking place, but I wouldn't be surprised if a report comes out that that's what has happened. Um, as far as my win, I have to agree with you again, Reese. I think the Dolphins did an amazing job bringing in Bradley Chubb. Like, Bradley Chubb is a, is a pretty good football player, man. Like, Looking at Bradley Chubb's career numbers, you know, he's got 26 total sacks over his four years in the league, this fifth season. Um, he's here now, and they're going to give him an extension, which is extremely dope. Uh, he's at five and a half right now, which is really cool. But I think what Miami did, Miami openly professed. They openly professed, I think, to the league. And to fans, to people that talk about the game like us, that they will not and cannot protect Tua. Mm. Talked a little bit about it earlier. I think mm. them going to get Bradley Chubbs is an open profession that we can't protect him. He's going to get hurt again, which is unfortunate to say this. And I think someone said it earlier, defense wins championships in the Buffalo, like the Buffalo Bills defense wins championships. I think it was you, Reese. And I think what the the Dolphins are doing or what they've done is tried to build a defense that can carry them and bring in a significant running back addition to help carry them. If they lose their quarterback, at least help carry them in late stretch of games. You get what I'm saying? Like there has to be, for me, for me, that lets me know that whatever trades they had in the win, they couldn't get, right? Because my first assumption would be, if we've got a really good offense, we're bringing in another running back. Let's try to find an offensive lineman while we make those type of moves. They didn't do that. They didn't really – we know they struggle at offensive line protecting Tua. I think they said, let's bolster our defense just in case something happens. So maybe at least our defense and our running game can carry us at least to the playoffs. Because if they don't make the playoffs this year, everything they've done is a wash. Yeah, and Tua like, will be on another team next year. And Tua Absolutely. will be – I don't think Tua will be in the league next year if he gets hurt again. And I think that's what they understand as well. So at least if Tua gets hurt, 
we at least have an offense that we can plug and play a, a quarterback in the system. And they know that there are some quarterbacks that will be on the market this year that will willingly come to Miami with all of these weapons. You've got a Lamar Jackson who, if he hears there's going to be a job opening, will not sign with the Ravens and head back home. You've got an Aaron Rodgers who can try to force his way out of his deal. We know Aaron. We've got a Tom Brady who doesn't want to go home because he ain't got nothing to go home to anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I'm a Miami team, why not build everything but the quarterback spot? Why not solidify everything but the quarterback spot, especially if I'm not sold on the guy I've got at quarterback? You're not sold on him. I understand why. I understand why. Because one, his durability is partly because of y'all, why he's not, you know, healthy, but also because you brought in a new head coach, the new head coach may want to go in a different direction. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it screams to me, we can't protect Tua. We won't protect Tua. We want someone else. And I think honestly, their guy is Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar Jackson doesn't wear a Dolphins uniform next year. I've been saying it. I said it two episodes ago. Lamar Jackson's going to be a, a Miami Dolphin at the end of this year. At the, well, at the start of next season. I see your face, oh. Reese. I see your face, Reese. And when I'm right, when I'm right. Okay. There's, there's only one scenario. I don't even – there's not really even a scenario. Like, the, okay. do, the Raven, do the Ravens sign and trade? No, that's stupid. Do, do they do they let him go and walk for nothing? No, that's really stupid. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way I can see him not wearing a Ravens uniform. And so what do they do? They franchise tag him. He doesn't show up to camp. And so now you're paying a quarterback $46 million to sit at the house. And so you still have the same issue. Or the Ravens, the Ravens organization is not taking that L. The Ravens yeah, just made a no, huge, no. they just made a huge move and they're willing to let their quarterback walk because they they've let every offensive piece go on that offense. He's literally the only thing left, him and Mark Andrews. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I doubt he goes anywhere. I, I I don't know if he'll give him the money that they're that he's asking for. Right. He and might be not- on a he might be on a franchise tag next season as well. But to and I guarantee him, you, if he's on a franchise tag next year, he's going to be on a yacht in Miami watching all the Dolphin games until they come make a trade to get him. I don't honestly get that from him. Honestly, I don't. I mean, he 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 was he was sitting out for a long. He didn't even sit out this year on his final year of his contract. Like most people would have been, like, hey, you seen what I did? I'm an MVP. Like, pay yeah. me or walk. Or I'm walking. Like. He didn't show that sign. He was like, I'm willing to play on whatever they got before. You feel me? I think he's willing to play for a franchise tag. This will be his first franchise tag. Now, I won't can't say if they try to tag him again in years to come, but I think he'll play on a franchise on the first franchise tag. That's forty six million dollars. Look, I'll go say that franchise tag is a bad money considering what Dak's making, considering what Pat's making, considering for, for, for a quarterback. Making. That's not bad bread. It would be a mistake for them to franchise that. It's not bad bread, but if you're a quarterback, are you guys telling me that if you're Lamar Jackson, right, you're Lamar Jackson, are you willing to tell me that you're going to let them franchise tag you and gridlock you into a contract when you're only 25 years old, you come into the franchise tag at 26. And if you risk an injury, that could significantly significantly cut the amount of money that you will be able to receive knowing that your skill set is running the football. You're not doing that. You're not risking 46 for one year 
when you could make seven years at 400 million you're not risking that like y'all not doing that y'all can't come y'all can't tell me y'all not doing that so so at that point who's willing to pay lamar jackson you think the dolphins are you think the dolphins are using that big bro the kansas city chiefs gave patrick mahomes half a billion dollars we're not not talking about patrick we're not talking about patrick mahomes we're talking about a running quarterback as you just said right i I personally i personally think lamar jackson no, he won't get four hundred, but I could see him signing a three hundred million dollar contract. I'll be honest with you, because absolutely, because, yeah, definitely. definitely. And so he, he, he knows he can sign. Team. He knows he can sign a three hundred million dollar contract in Miami. Definitely. Right, me yeah. is is Lamar Jackson, and I think y'all know the answer to this. Lamar Jackson is better than Dak Prescott, right? Absolutely. He's better than uh, Kyler Murray, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. That's not even a thought yet. Yeah, he is. I, I thought about it, and I don't know why I thought about it. I had to think. Yeah, he's better than Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray's had significantly more help, and is done significantly less. Right. So that should justify him getting a three hundred million dollar, whatever. As long as it's not that Pat Mahomes deal, because there is no quarterback impact uh, uh, on that trajectory of Pat Mahomes other than Josh Allen. Those two guys would have paid him half a bill. Be my guess, but out outside of that, I mean, who else are the Dolphins gonna get if they don't get Lamar Jackson? Who are they gonna? Who's coming to my? They got weapons. Don't get me wrong, but they everybody has seen what they did to Tua. Like they basically almost right. they basically really almost let him die out there. Right. And people say all the time we gonna die on the field. He really almost died on the field. <laughs> so if they don't, if I'm Miami, call it tampering, call it whatever you want to. I'm at Lamar Jackson's door today. Even while he's on the Ravens, like I'm, I'm there today because nobody else is going to come there. I don't, I, I don't even really think the players are trusting of the organization in that way. A championship could change all that. Don't get me wrong. If Lamar Jackson finds himself finds himself on the Dolphins next year, unless Josh Allen just goes berserk, they're going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. But who am I? Davey Bradley Chubb on that. On that Dolphins team, though, him and Jalen Phillips are gonna go crazy, man. I, oh I think God. that defense is gonna go be crazy, bro. No. Another loser that you guys didn't mention, but that I want to mention as well, the Dallas Cowboys, man. They had a deal for Brandon Cooks right there in their grasp, but they just didn't want to take that eighteen million dollar guaranteed contract the next season, which I don't understand. I don't think they have a number one on their team right now. I think they're gonna struggle. So that's yeah, another team. I, me and Reese was sitting down talking the other night, and I told him, I said, I think C.D. Lamb will poop putt too, bro. <laughs> that, that's my guy, though, man. I can't talk to him. poop putt, bro. Oh, bro. He'll poop putt. Nobody want to say Nobody want to say <laughs> it because everybody bro. thinks C.D. sounds yeah. cool. He got and... drop problems too, though, man. He's he got drop problems. problems, bro. He's got crazy drop problems. He's but a guy poop that's supposed to be that stouted, I mean, you give up. You're number one for sure, a number one receiver. You give him up for nothing, all because you think CeeDee Lamb is that guy. Right, right. No. And they and you want to know why they traded away Amari Cooper? Because they didn't like Amari Cooper. They traded away yeah. Amari Cooper because he didn't follow the COVID protocols. Yeah, he didn't uh, get a shot. Yeah, that's why they traded away Coop. Like, so you telling me we downsized that receiver and kept getting worse because guys just weren't panning out? Like, Bro, y'all, they, bro, that's why I'm telling you, bro. Dallas is 
Dallas going to shock a lot of folks too. Dallas going to be a lot worse. I think this second half of the year, Dallas going to show their own, they show their true colors. Man. They're going to they're going to they're going to have a great regular season like they always do. Yeah, pretty good regular season. They're already good to a good start. Six and two. They'll probably finish like ten wins or something like that. They'll be out in first round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Something y'all mentioned earlier that I don't think you guys realized that was a key thing that I wanted to ask y'all about. Aaron Rodgers and then trying to force him out. So I don't know if y'all remember, but the last season with TB12 in New England, he didn't really have nobody to throw the ball to. Right, right. That's why I brought he, it up. That that looks exactly like that's what they're trying to do. Absolutely, that looks exactly like what happened when Tom Brady with his with his last year. Like Tom literally was out there with his hands up, like, "Yo, what am I supposed to do?" Exactly. You know, like Tom being Tom helped wield that team to some significant wins. But I think they're trying to force Aaron out, man. I think what they did was. They thought they couldn't do without Aaron, but now they're realizing they would rather do everything without him. And I think they want Aaron to be in a position where Aaron's so fed up, he either retires and then decides to come back or he walks away from the team altogether. So that way they can show that Aaron Rodgers has always been the problem, not the answer. Yes. I think think the franchise is definitely trying to turn on Aaron Rodgers. Like, of course they give him that money, but give him the money to like, I try to put him away on the shelf. You yeah. don't want him to go out back in the league and, and beat show, us. And yeah. Beat us. Right. Yeah. Like let's 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 give him a little bit of money. Let's try to like push him towards being on the yeah. shelf. That's because that's where we want him. All right. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. But then oh go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. My fault. Oh, I was gonna say, like, you know, since the 49ers have Jimmy G, I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers. That's just me personally. I want Aaron Rodgers. I feel like Aaron Rodgers just deserves another Super Bowl just on what he's given us as a career. I know he only has one. He should have more than one with his talent. But as a as a quarterback, I, I just think that two Super Bowl rings would be fitting. Um and I and I'd like to see him in San Fran. If not Miami, but I I Aaron Rodgers, I mean, hey, he's been in the cold weather all his life and all his NFL life. He might enjoy that Miami weather. He's from See, Cali, that, though. And, and, and he's since from Cali, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah he since went since to school. Uh, yeah, Cal, Cal. yeah, Cal Berkeley. Since you mentioned that cold weather, Alex, let me ask you all this. A team that we've mentioned a lot because they were a big player in the trade deadline. What if he goes to Minnesota and replaces Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins just doesn't oh, pan out this year, and they replace him. Something not similar to what Brett did. I, I could see him following in Brett Farr's footsteps going to Minnesota. That'd be, that'd be crazy. That'd be weird. That'd be insane. Yeah, that would be super that'd weird. That would be super weird. gross. Yeah, that, that offense, could you imagine Justin Jefferson catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, though? That'd be insane. You know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if – if Aaron don't go to like Chicago, because you know he owned the stadium and, and he own. Look, I mean, why wouldn't I go somewhere if I own the team? Yeah. Why wouldn't I do it? Why wouldn't I pull a Jordan? I go buy the Wizards and then go play for the Wizards. I'd much <laughs> rather see him play for Minnesota. At least he'd have a chance to win. But I'm saying though, like he gets to make money off the fact that he's the thing making the money. Uh, and if we're talking about. If we're talking about Chicago bringing in offensive pieces, Chicago's got a better receiving core 
than he has ever had in uh, Green Bay. Not true. Greg Jennings is the best receiver. Greg Jennings is his. Greg Jennings. Jordy Nelson. Michael Finley's better than Cole Komet. Brian Way. That receiving core is trash. Once you get past. Once you get past. Cole Komet Mooney. Mooney, He's got. He's got David Montgomery out of the backfield. What other receiver though? His third receiver is is Byron Pringle. His third receiver would be Byron Pringle, and now he's got Chase Claypool. That's a solid receiving core. That's better than he's had in a long time. I'd much rather stick with Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. No way. He don't want Romeo <laughs> Sammy Dobbs Watkins. right now. I'd he don't want Romeo Dobbs right now. Romeo Dobbs got three catches, and he's got 22 drops. That man got butter on his hands, boy. Yeah. I don't know Romeo All Dobbs. All I'm saying, look, if – if he ends up leaving, if he ends up leaving Green Bay, you heard it here first. Minnesota, look, Kirk Cousins is going to fold again no. in the first round of playoffs, just like the Cowboys do every season. They're going to look to replace Kirk Cousins. They're going to get tired of being average. We brought all these pieces in for you, Kirk. You can't get it done. Aaron, what's up? Nah, and, and he'd be the perfect bridge quarterback for uh for Jordan Love. If Jordan Love's the guy, perfect no, bridge I- quarterback. I can tell you, Alex is right. Hey, Alex is right. If if that boy Rogers go anywhere, Rogers going to San Francisco. Rogers going to San Francisco. And if you give Rogers that team, you put Rogers on that team. Rogers might go for six thousand. <laughs> Rogers oh might God. go for six thousand. Oh you you second you, you no. holler no. You're right. No, no, no giving, I agree. They're giving up so much for Trey Lance. I just saw what they gave up for Trey Lance. Like in terms of picks for the players. It, bro, no, there's no way they would. Right. No you way. can say what you want. Trey Lance has a significant leg injury that we're going to need a quarterback to fill the gap for at least one year. If at we least. can commit Aaron Rodgers for two seasons, Aaron, we will give you two years. After that, we are transitioning to our quarterback. If you want to stay here and make more money, your job is to win Super Bowls. They will do that, Darius. McCaffrey will be a thousand and a thousand yards back. He'll a thousand in the air, a thousand on the ground. He's already done it before. He is going to turn Brandon Ayiku into one of the best deep threat receivers in football. He's got George Kittle. George Kittle's a thousand yard guy. Whoever is throwing him the football when healthy, Darius, that team. Bro, that team is going to be unstoppable if they get Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. They don't have the cap room to get him. I don't think they have the cap room for it. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, bro, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I see a chance that okay, you know what, I can leave. They're gonna let me go, and I can go to San Francisco today. Man, what twelve dollars packing all later? What y'all got? Some J's in the back that y'all trying to get rid of? Let's do it. Let's do it. I will go to San Francisco, and he will be just like Brady and winning his first season. They're going to win 14 games. He's going to sit down for the last three games of the season, and he's going to win a Super Bowl. That was so pretty impressive. So listen, so listen to what all of these picks for Trey Lance ended up turning into. I know hindsight's 2020. One of the picks was Jalen Waddle. One of the picks was Micah Parsons. And the third first-round pick was used in a trade for Bradley Chubb. My God. That, hurt that my is heart. three. That is three all pros that they've uh, essentially two, given up. Two all pros and one Bradley Chubb. Okay, okay, okay. Two all pros. 
two all pros and two all pros and three <laughs> Pro Bowl players. Yeah. Bro, you're not giving up. I, I look. I know it's a sunk cost. It, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. But no, looking back on what I could have used those three first round picks for, I could have offense with Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel. No matter who's on the ball. And then Michael Parsons on – exactly. Michael Parsons on defense. Like, bro, no. Trey Lance, I have to make it work. I'm sorry. So, You're, so I'm, I'm going to have to deal with my growing pains. So are we saying that – are we saying that with that stat, they had the ability to draft those players had they kept the pick at their position? Or are they saying that that draft That's pick, what the pick ended up being used for. That, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Oh man, they probably would. They probably still wouldn't have got Michael or, and or Jalen Waddle. Like, so bro, come, bro, come on, bro, Jeez, come on. But it was look on on their draft board. They're like, we really need a quarterback. But if they had ever had a thought to say, mm, let's just see what Jimmy. Let's Garoppolo just see can what do. happens. Let's you never know, happens. bro. You never. Go let's just see how the chips fall. Who they about to pick? Gonna Michael Parsons fell to 12, bro. He fell to 12 in that draft. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. But y'all are talking about and, – and this is why I don't believe they would have drafted these players because we're talking about the same team that had a quarterback take them to the NFC Championship game on multiple occasions and a Super Bowl, and they thought he was not the answer. What is the problem? We're talking about it as if the 49ers always make good decisions. They make p- terrible decisions. So even if they had those picks, Michael Parsons still would have been somewhere else. Jalen Waddle still would have been somewhere else. It does not matter. The best decision they can make right now is figuring out how they can clear up cap with Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. If he's a free agent at the end of the year, let him walk. If there's an opportunity for them to cut up some other cap that they have on that team for large contracts, do it. And best is best. They need to get Aaron Rodgers. If they do those three things, all those trades will be worth it. If they don't do those three things, the 49ers will once again be a, a team that nobody really cares much about, bro. Like, Aaron Aaron is not staying in Green Bay much longer. You can't convince me he is. And the best place for him to go is the 49ers. I mean, he to the Rams. He still got, after this season, he still has two years on his contract. He'll be a 40-year-old man. I mean, how but if many he retires, years But if he retires, what? If he retires, what? If but, retires, if reti- but think if he retires, they could do the same thing they did with TB12. Because when Tom retired, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, okay, you retire. We're going to hold on to your contract rights until yeah. you decide to come back. Because we know you're not going to stay retired the whole year. Yeah. You either yeah. retire and stay home or you come back and play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Unless, unless like you said, the Packers are trying to force him out. Then they can say, you want to retire? We'll just cut your contract here. We can let you go. But, I mean, who knows? You never that. know. Nah, yeah, I was going to say, Jordan Love's not ready, bro. And if, and if they have Jordan Love with that receiver core, that team will be picking in the top three. They definitely will be a top three. That team might be picking in the top three now. Real quick, who was picked after Jordan Love? Who was picked after you? Do you know that? Who was picked after Jordan Love? Because I know they were supposed to try and get a wide out that year. And if you're trying to tell me that they've been trying to run Aaron Rodgers out the game this long, I would tell you that it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault that Devontae Adams is not there then, which is also a huge fumble. I just want to know that. I'm going to look that up. Jordan Love was picked 26th in the 2020 NFL Draft. At uh, 27, it was Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, Isaiah Wilson, Jeff Gladney, Clyde. And, ooh, T. Higgins went 
third, 33rd, first pick in the second round. Right. Michael Michael Pittman went 34th. Right. Uh, LaVisca Chenault went in the second round. KJ Hamler, Chase Claypool, Van Jefferson, Denzel Mims. It's it's a plethora of receivers that are actually Devin, that are, Devin that are guys in the league now. Devin Duvernay was drafted. Mm. Gabe Davis was drafted in the fourth round. Mm. Listen, Alex, you might be on to something, bro. Because they, if they would have, uh, T. Higgins is a number one receiver on most teams. T. Higgins is a number one receiver. On the same team Michael now. Pittman. Boom, right there. That's Man, two all Pro Bowl receivers right then and there. So that's crazy <laughs> that they've been trying to run him out for that long. Because I do remember when Jordan Love got drafted, everybody was talking about. They needed a receiver. They needed a receiver. They needed a receiver. And as yeah. you just said, they just you just named off it. I heard at least two number one receivers. So the Packers, I, I don't know what type of pettiness they're going on right there, but if you want to win that badge, Jordan Love isn't really showing us that he was the guy for any stretch. He, I, I, His name sounds cool. That's about it, though. I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you this, right? I can tell you this, and I think our conversation definitely tarried off from, like, trades that happened. But, yeah. like, we're talking about the future, right? I mean, because this is all part of it. I can tell you, Alex, you hit the nail right on the head. They have been ready to get rid of Aaron Rodgers for a long time, but I don't think they've been brave enough to say it. And the truth is, you they resigned him knowing that he was going to pressure – them in a way that if he didn't pay where he went was going to hurt them. And so I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers got them got them gridlock, man. So yeah, have, we that, seen, have we ever seen a quarterback or any first round pick not play on their rookie contract? Yeah. That, that might but, just but not on their league. contract. We've seen a player Refused to play for the organization he got. No, no, no. I know, but like, not not in that scenario. But in so the you're scenario, talking about, to say, I'm talking about Jordan Love. Like, just just never got on the field or never had a chance to actually play. He got on the field. He just ain't look. <laughs> he ain't look yeah. like nothing. So I mean, I mean, like but, to actually get a season, like, like you uh, know, what I'm like to God. be honest, bro, I don't think so because I mean, especially with the first rounder, typically. If you draft a first rounder, they're gonna play. They're gonna play. That, yeah, you just you usually decide. Okay, he's a bust. He sucks. He's good. Let's hey, play. People, people make mistakes, bro. And the, and the, and we just the Packers make mistakes. <laughs> like that's yeah. point blank. Yeah. yeah, he's he's only started one game. He's zero and one on his career. Four hundred eighty-four yards passing, two touchdowns, three picks, and. Ooh. One one started game. I mean, that wasn't all in the same game. He's played in eight total games, but it's typically mop up duty. So I mean, but like you said, Henry, we did kind of just just tarry off a lot. I just that Aaron Rodgers point that you guys made was very like was just it was a good point. I just wanted to kind of ask yeah, about sure. that. Yeah, but uh, Alex, great job on that point because I hadn't even thought about this point, man. Yeah. Um, Week week nine week nine predictions. I have the week nine schedule here this week. Uh-huh. Who who trying to who trying to bet some real quick? Go ahead and mm-hmm. get your bet shoes. Put your betting shoes on. We got on. thirteen. We got thirteen games this week, man. So we're able to get yeah. every game in. 
since we're not seeing the Thursday nighter. So Thursday night we got Eagles, Texans. Who y'all boys got for that one? Eagles about to Eagles about to drag them. If they don't put 40 on the on the Texans, bro, I'd be surprised. I think the Eagles get I think the Eagles score. No, I think the Eagles score like 30 points. 30 or less. I think they score 30 or less. Okay. Uh next game we got the Chargers and the Falcons. We all boys got. Chargers, Falcons. I want to say Falcons here. Just because the Falcons, the Falcons low key be surprising you with the wins, though. Like, like they're the number one seed in their like they're number one, number one in the division. They low key be surprising you with their wins, though. Like, I want to say the Falcons. I'm going to charge us. I want to <laughs> say the Falcons, bro. Ah, and LA is yeah. LA is in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Atlanta. I'm gonna go with Atlanta. They at home, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. They at home, bro. <laughs> Yeah, they I've been equally as critical of the Chargers as I've been of, you know, I'm not going to say equally as critical mm. of them as I've been of Denver. But if they lose to the Falcons, then uh, that, that yeah, head coach yeah. needs to be fired. I'm telling you that now. I'm going with wow. the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. Alex, oh, who you got, man? Oh, I'm fired, though. Bro, he's, he's terrible, bro. He, he's not a good head coach, bro. He's not a good head coach. You know, he's only he. I think he has a five hundred record in the two seasons he's been coaching, and I, I cannot unsee how they lost to the the, the Raiders last year. Jeez. They were supposed to be in the playoffs last year. This right. is a really talented team. They should be better. All than they, they had right to do now. was tie. All they, they had to they do had was to tie. Do. And he went for it on fourth down, and they missed. And they ended up getting the then they ended up he he loves going for it on fourth down because of analytics, bro. Analytics gonna get him fired, like Shannon Sharp say. Analytics gonna cost him a job. Analytics gonna get a lot of people fired this year. Alex, I feel like you wanna go with Atlanta, bro. You seem like you, you know what I'm saying? ATL. Nope. I don't wanna go with Atlanta at all. (laughs) I'ma do it. I'm hey, I'ma do it. Who wanna put something on it? Man, what's up, Reese? Party. What's up, Reese? You looking crazy? What's up, Reese? Put something uh, on. Put something on, Reese. I'm not on bet. He, they actually have a better record, but I ain't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I hate the Chargers. I don't believe in them enough to bet on them. I don't believe it. Put something on, Reese. Be a man. Put on it, Reese. Yeah, not that one. Next one. Do it, Reese. Okay. Ooh, Miami Dolphins, Chicago Bears. <laughs> Miami? He talking about, ooh. I ain't know what he was going to say. Ooh. I know, right? He about, I thought he was about to say something geekish. Like, okay. See, y'all said the next one. I was I was hoping somebody had a bet on Chicago. The Raiders and the Jags, who y'all boys got? Ooh, put something Ooh. on it, Reese. I'm on it, Reese. Right now, put something on it. Put something on it, Reese. I feel I'm going to go to the Jags. Ooh, I'm going to Raiders. Oh, so I'm going to go to Jags. Hey, what you, what you want on it? Put something on it, Reese. Put something on it, Reese. Uh, what you got? Hey, nah, you call you call it, baby. I don't lose. You call me. You don't want to tell me what you're gonna give me. Tell me. (laughs) Tell me what you're gonna give me because I don't lose. Uh, A bottle. Put a bottle on. Ooh, what bottle? I don't know. Henny. A fifth. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Let's do it. I take that. I take that. Yeah. Reese, and I wanted I wanted Hennessy White. How the hell am I gonna get that? Hey, you got to go over there and get it. 
You gotta go over there and get it. That's that expensive one right there. Go over there and get it. You know what? I'm going on a cruise in the year. For that yeah, you gotta go yeah. get it. Yeah. All right. I'm with Reese. I'm going with the Jags because the Raiders are another mm-hmm. one of those teams that I think freaking suck, and they need to fire their head coach and get a new quarterback. So, oh, they, you think they should fire the head coach? One season is all I need to see, bro. One, one season. All I need to see, all I need wow. to see bro. Make he ain't got his guys in there. He ain't. Even... He can't even get him in the draft under his belt. Child like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro. Bro, it's bro, think of, think about how many bro, it's been it's been coaches that have had one season, bro. Like I I feel like that's what it just messed up. But not but Josh they, McDaniels. Josh McDaniels should have had a head coach head coaching job a long time. Yeah, he's still tremendous OC. Tremendous OC, bro. Tremendous OC. I don't think he's cut for a head coach, man. Cause think about it. Like I feel like that's where teams mess up. You got to be willing to get when, like Henry said, you got to know when you messed up. I think either Henry or Alex said that, like in terms of the draft, you got to know when you messed up. The Jets messed up giving Adam Gates that head coaching job. We should have fired Adam Gates after the first season. Oh, let's give him a draft. Let's see what he can do next season when he gets his guys in there. He got his guys in there and we were worse. Look, Josh McDaniels, I'm sorry, man. You're a good offensive mind, but. And maybe it's Derek Carr. Maybe it's Derek Carr's issue. I don't know. Maybe we need to be looking at the Raiders as a possible team for Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, when these quarterbacks on the move. Maybe I don't know. But well, I told y'all last. I told y'all last week. I think Aaron gonna go to. I think Aaron gonna go to Las Vegas. I said. I said on last week episode, didn't I? I said it. That would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. All right. Alex, Alex, who you rock with, man? Las Vegas or Jacksonville? My man. <laughs> my man, L.A., uh, Las Vegas, baby. No. I don't I, I put my – I'm going with the Jags. Boy, what, y'all, what, what, is, what game – who y'all watching? Who out there in, in, in Jacksonville going to do anything? I just think I just think the Raiders have not been playing good football at all. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they won, but – it would surprise me if they played good. That's a surprise. Like, you know. So. Last last week, Derek Carr targeted Devontae Adams six times, only threw him one catchable pass, and that's gosh. the one we caught. It, so, oh, gosh. Like, come on, bro. That's what I'm saying. One week it was the cameraman. This week is going to be the water boy. Next week going to be the cheerleader. He getting frustrated, bro. So y'all, y'all seen the link that they was talking about? Tom Brady was actually supposed to be with the Raiders. That's the team he was talking about in that on that uh barbershop talk. He was supposed oh. to be with. He was supposed to be with the Raiders. And now that like, would be you went with him over me. That's what you're talking about. Now that would be interesting if Josh McDaniels, like you said, if he got his guy at quarterback. Then let me see them as a season. Let me see. Let me see Devontae Josh, season with Tom. Josh McDaniels back with Tom Brady. That would be crazy. Then they would be. I would be like, okay, I'd be picking the Raiders, but they got Derek Carr. They don't got. Teams, He's got bro. a great ground. He's got a great ground team. Oh, that'd be crazy, right, bro. And then that defense is yeah. is sneaky good. Good pass rush. That'd be interesting, bro. Um, we got Detroit and we got Green Bay. Mm. I don't even know which one to go with. To be honest <laughs> bro, with <you>. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Detroit downsized, and I still think Detroit got a chance. TJ Hawkinson gone, and I think they got a chance. Like, like I think they got a chance, bro. I'm gonna go Green Bay though, but Oof. you're right. You're right. Are you confident in that, Reese? Uh, no, not honestly. No, <laughs> no, Reese. You better be confident in your pick, bro. Nah, I ain't confident, but I'm just gonna go Green Bay. I'm gonna go. Gotta... I'm gonna go Green Bay because Reese said go Green Bay. <laughs> I don't believe it though. I'm leaning towards Green Bay too, man. Hopefully, Aaron Jones gets two scores on the ground. Makes I'm, it a 14-10 game, and they can't get a dub. I'm hoping. Jeez, I'm through with Aaron Jones. I, I feel bad for the Lions, right? They, it's a team that they just feel like they got a lot of heart, man. They just can't get a win. They can't buy a win, bro. <laughs> that boy they Reese talking about bro. they got character. Hey, <laughs> he said they, they got, got character. They got heart. They got a good heart. Yeah, hey, Alex, what, 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 we, what we always say about if somebody's best attribute is heart or hustle or character or pluckiness, what do we say? Hey, you ain't that good. Alex, you going with Green Bay too? You going to ride with the, the football Lions? Football Lions. Well, this is about to be a challenging week of football. Um, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, oh. a mediocre game and win. Yeah, it it sounds like it hurt you to even bet on them. See, this is another game, bro. Cincinnati and Carolina. They're still without Jamar Chase. They look bad without Jamar Chase against Cleveland. I mean, they've looked bad all season, though. Like, there was one good game that Joe Burrows had. I think that was last week. He threw black like 400 yards, yeah. I got Burrows and company, but I wouldn't be surprised if that boy PJ don't do his thing this week, boy, because he looking good, dog. He's At looking like they're starting. He's looking Did like they're starting that? quarterback. Did y'all see that throw? He made to DJ to Moore, DJ Moore. Yes. bro. I yes. mean, that was man, that was a button on your shirt that was so dumb, man. <laughs> like, that was crazy, <laughs> and that is exactly why I'm going with Carolina, bro. Because Carolina is looking like they, but they should have beat Atlanta last week. If it wasn't for DJ Moore taking his helmet off, they would have beat Atlanta last week, yeah. How do y'all feel about DJ Moore taking his helmet off? Are y'all mad at him for doing it? Or is it like, because he said in the press in the press conference, that was like a natural reaction. And part of me understands it. Bro, yeah. Part of me understands it. Uh, because, I fully understand. Yeah, like, I mean, part of me gets it. But then part of me is like, you're a professional. Like, you're not in high yeah. school. But I would have definitely <laughs> find him. And Coach is going to find. But yeah. as bad as this team, as bad as this team has been and has, and, DJ Moore has been the only guy on that team so the far. Like spot. the bright, the brightest spot. But that bitch yeah. is like, come on, bro. The frustration has got to mount up and explode at some point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then in that moment, it's kind of like, ah, you know, so it's it's tough. But I'm going with the Bengals. <laughs> Panthers suck. Yeah, I ain't gonna be no fool and go with the Panthers. Heck no. <laughs> Heck we're gonna no. we're gonna we're gonna see, bro. We're gonna see. Heck no. Hey, well, let me no. go ahead. Let me go ahead. Here we go. I'll double your cookie box and I will raise you a pack of what you owe me? Smart water? No, you owe me. Yeah, yeah I I'll raise you, you a pack I of owe smart you four water. Packs of smart. Okay. Well, instead of doing a I feel like that's kind of not front your end, but okay. So another 
So that'll be because because you already owe me a six cookie box because you took Kurt. Remember, it was gonna be three for you, three from Kurt. All right, yeah. So I owe the six, and so if I if the if the Panthers win, I give you twelve. And if but the Panthers if lose, if the Panthers lose, you give me four cases of small water. What are we going? What am I going to reap the benefits of all this betting? I oh, mean, it's cool. I'm, we, I'm, we, I'm, can, we can. We can. We can. We can. I'm gonna say we we keep in track for the end of the season, bro. All right, we make sure I get what I owe. Get what y'all owe. Pay me what y'all owe. Okay, all right, that's a bet. I I take that. I want your money, Reese. <laughs> hey, hey, Alex, I want your money, Reese. Alex, who you got, my boy? And. These games are really disappointing me. I, yeah, this is a sucky week for football. Come on, you know you want to go to the Bengals. Go ahead. The Panthers ain't shit. It's okay. cool, but okay. I, okay, Reese, I'm, I'm, uh, they don't, they don't got too much. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Oh my god! But right by like three points. <laughs> three points. Mm. Oof. I don't know who's going to do that. I don't know who's going to do that. That means the score must be three to zero. Right. I was just thinking that. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, Joe Burrows is the best player on the field. Like, but if that means the kicking field goal, the, the Bengals field goal, I mean, kicker, didn't he miss like three field goals all game or something like that? I just don't, I just don't trust mean? Joe. I think last season fooled everybody. I think they got in because of injuries and just luck. I think the See, this is what y'all don't realize. See, Alex, this is where we got them. Look, they don't realize Jamar, Joe Burrow got sacked six times against the Browns. They don't know that Brian Burns ain't get traded from Carolina. Derrick Brown still that. played for we Carolina. We do know that. We do so know they, that. He's about to get you sacked coming. another six times. No so way. Brian Burns won't sack nobody six times ever. <laughs> Cut it out. Brian Burns Brian. ain't going to do all that. Y'all capping, bro. Brian Burns is a stud. Ain't no stud. We put stud on, but y'all put stud on everything. Boy, I, y'all need a stud finder. That's what y'all need. Y'all just need to put it on the wall. And I mean, my God, y'all put stud on everybody. He ain't doing that for real. Hey, if you say please to that Bengals online, they will let you through. Exactly. Oh, sure. He's a nice guy. Yeah, whatever. Y'all so, so let me get this straight, bro. And then we're going to continue. Brian Bird got five sacks. He had five one sacks on the season. He had one tackle and one sack. 30, 36 tackles, eight tackles for loss, five sacks. That's a pretty solid season. Um, but anyways, I digress. I digress. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots. Who y'all boys got? New England Patriots. Um, Indianapolis, Colts, Indianapolis Colts have not realized that their quarterback change was a stupid idea. And so very much – and they're going to lose another. Time. They're going to lose another ball game because of it. <laughs> I will not be surprised if Matt Ryan comes back in in by before the end of the season. Listen, if I'm Matt Ryan, man, don't call me. I'm going home. I'm going home. Right, I'm, Do I'm not call me. Season. Like yeah, I'm done with this. Season. I'm done with this. Retire, bro. Nah, it, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Alex, who you got, my boy? I got the Pats. Yeah, I think that's a that's a universal thing. I think I'm going with New England too, bro. Because man, like you said, that was a dumb decision. <sighs> this one's gonna pain me. Uh, 
Buffalo. Buff- Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. Buffalo. Hey, Buffalo. Hey, Alex Buffalo. Hey, can I get Buffalo for 200, Alex? Uh, Buffalo. Hey, I, I think we can all say it unanimously. Buffalo. You know, like, I don't care if they – Buffalo high, Buffalo. I don't care what we say, Buffalo. Yeah. I think I think Josh Allen's gonna make the run game obsolete and Zach's gonna have to throw again and that's what we don't need. So Yeah. He's gonna throw it to your team. Yeah. Uh Minnesota and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't I'm gonna rock it, bro. Look, my dad gonna be calling me on Sunday after they put the whooping on us, and I ain't gonna answer. I'll call him back later. Love you though, Dad. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, your boy Chase coming back first game back, bro. They gonna play him in spurts. He's not gonna play the entire. Yeah, he, he probably won't play a ten. Gonna get ten reps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not gonna risk. I'm not gonna risk him again against this. We are going to lose this ball game, right? I'm not risking Chase Young on the Vikings. Are you crazy? The Vikings he got might, three he might go off in ten. He might go off in ten snaps, bro. I have like bro. Two Bro, the Vikings got three offensive linemen who you don't know their name, but you know they block better than anybody that plays for Chicago or Cincinnati. Like they are, they like you. You don't know who these white boys are, but they are holding it down. Yeah, that like, line is pretty solid, bro. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh. My man Kirk Cousins is like bottom ten on sacks. Like he doesn't really get touched. <laughs> he doesn't get touched a lot at all. I don't so, know who the Vikings got at offensive line. The Vikings, man, they got Secret Service. They got man. I mean, they got the IRS protecting. You know, ain't man nothing's getting through there, bro. <laughs> they got that dude Apollo for and Rocky, a bunch of mm. that dragon dudes to knock you out, boy. So this, I'm assuming this is a universal Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Hey, Justin, I bet Justin Jefferson is going to have like 150 yards. I'm sorry. I, mm. I hope so. Mm. I love the commanders, but mm. yeah. nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle, Arizona. Who y'all boys got? Ooh, yeah. You know about the dog walk, Kyler Murray. Seattle, crazy, bro. bro. Seattle, bro. That's crazy. bro. That's crazy. I got to bet on Seattle, bro. Somebody, if somebody would have bet me, what do you think Geno Smith would have did this year? I would have been like, yo, bottom of the league, trash. That's crazy, though. My man look like top 10 quarterback, bro. I'm going to go like, with Seattle, too. He's looking like, where's Geno Smith being on all this time? That's crazy. Oh. Yeah. Um, we got I think, the Rams. I think Geno's. Oh, I think Geno's easily the comeback player of the year. Easy. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's a comeback player of the year. Unanimous. Yeah, I mean, he might be the first unanimous comeback player of the year. But him and Alex, like besides Alex Smith. Like, I'm trying to think who else it could even be. Who was hurt last season that came back and played with? Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I ain't gonna. Lie to you. They might mess around and give you that boy out of Arizona. Uh, Hopkins. Hopkins almost. Hopkins got two hundred receiving yards in his first game back. He brought the the Cardinals back to life. Yeah, he gonna get a thousand yards this season. What's I tell you? Y'all gonna be like, bro, set out eight games and got a thousand yards. Like that's sick. That would be crazy. He gets about fifteen targets a game now. Especially fifteen targets a game. Come on, bro. 
15 targets a game, bro. Catching 12 of them? Bro, if he catch 12 of them, if he catch 12 of them for the next eight games, yeah, that 15. boy is almost at 100 catches. Bro, he had 15 targets and he caught 12. Bro, bro, he had 150-something receiving yards. Yeah, bro. 159. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. He might be a man. Come on, bro. If we're just doing math, 12 catches, like you said, eight games, that's 96 catches. And then 150 yards, that's 1,200 yards in eight games. In eight games. Un- he's the MVP. Hey, he's the MVP. Hey, facts. If he does that, he's MVP, dog. He's the MVP, he's MVP bro. He's MVP, bro. Something no we've never miss, seen before. Ain't no way you miss half a season and come back and have nearly and nearly beat a receiver holder. Come on, bro. No. Nah, Kurt the type Kurt the type of dude, like cause we all playing this Madden League together for the listeners. Kurt the type of person that has somebody on his team be out for 10 weeks and then a player come back and then get 1,500 receiving yards and 22 touchdowns on that. You'd be like, what, bro? You'd be like, bro, what? And that man, C.D. Lamb, had like 31 receiving touchdowns this season. I said, 31 receiving touchdowns. The boy had 200 – he had 2,500 receiving yards on 40 catches. It was like 68 catches, bro, something nutty. Like, what? Uh, we only got three more games left, fellas. Uh, the Rams and the Bucks. Who y'all boys going with? See, like I said, it's a bad week for football because that's that was that was supposed to be a good game at the beginning of the year. That's a pooper scooper, right there. This is an unentertaining week of football, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, but uh, yeah, the NFL really thought that this was gonna be the year for a lot of a lot of these games. Like the Buccaneers and the Rams are both below five hundred. Uh, I'm going go with the Rams. We'll go with the Rams. Maybe. I'm going with the Buccaneers here. Maybe. I don't know. I might swing my vote Bucks. back again that way. I got Tom here. I think yeah. that Cooper Cup injury is a little bit worse than people are leading on. Ooh. Yeah. And um, think about that one. Yeah, you know what? I'm switching. Tom, I'm going with the Bucks. I got Tom here. Yeah. I'm. I'm going with the Bucks. Change my change my answer. And since the Falcons are going to lose this week, I think it'll be a good opportunity for the Bucks. I think the I Bucks. Think- I think the Bucks this year are the Bengals last year. I think they are going to quietly sneak in and then sneak their way into the NFC Championship game. I think that's pretty much universal because um, Henry brought up a valid point. Cooper Cup's injury on his ankle. They said he missed a significant structural damage, like on his ankle. But he's still listed as questionable. I don't believe he practiced yesterday, and I doubt he'll practice today. So if he doesn't practice today, Thursday, it typically I think they would like two two days of practice before they play on Sunday. If he mm-hmm. didn't practice yesterday, he's probably not gonna practice today. They're probably gonna rule him out just to play it safe. Can we real quick? Can we talk about Sean McVay being a, a dummy, being down by seventeen points with two minutes in the game, leaving Cooper Cup in? Why did he do that? Like that, that, that I, I don't understand coaches sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you don't ever want to pull a guy because these guys are all professionals and they're out there to win games. But I do completely agree with you. There's got to be a realization that you have uh, with yourself in the organization that says, "Dog, we're not gonna come. We're not gonna win this ball game. We're down by 17." You know what I'm saying? This isn't Madden. This isn't like you know these guys. Like I need Cooper Cup after today. 
You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, especially when you know the schedule just as much as the rest of the world, you got the Buccaneers next week. We lost this game. Let's get ready for next week, y'all. And it was two minutes left in the game. So even on Madden, I don't see nobody coming back from that. I mean, I, right. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> even in Madden, <laughs> even in Madden, 17 down with two minutes, but I chalk that game up, but run the ball. Let's cut on two clock. Let's go on and get to next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cooper Sunday Cup didn't practice. Cooper Cup didn't practice today. Um, but he, got him questionable. but he is expected to play on Sunday. What? Yeah, yeah. This is this report is un, uh, comes from the Buck Wire, who's associated with USA Today Sports. They've got him projected to play on Sunday, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay by two scores. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Yep. Uh, Sunday nighter, we got Tennessee and Kansas City. I think we can all say that in unison as well. Kansas City. Say it loud. Say it it proud. And the Monday nighter, we got Baltimore and we got New Orleans. Let's go, Baltimore. I'm with Baltimore as well. I think Roquan. Yes, Roquan is going to show why they gave up a second-round pick for him. So, dash one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All thirteen games, fellas. We got those predicted. We got those. The one bet we only got. Well, we only got two bets this week, y'all. Better yeah, it's on the Jags Raiders game. And Henry and I got crumble cookie versus a four-pack of Smart Water on the Cincy Carolina game. Like we said, this is a disappointing week. Everybody's on buys, fantasy football. It's, it's, it's going to be tough this week, man. I'm yeah. waiver searching. Yeah, well, I can go ahead and tell y'all, fantasy football, I mean, there's no stopping me. Like, I mean, again, I think I'm going for the crown three-peat. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm I just have McCaffrey good. and Kamara and Saquon so? and Travis Kelsey. So? What you talking about? Bro, you're not bro, – And A.J. Brown. Bro, that is fine. AJ Brown will never do that again. McCaffrey is going to poop putt out per usual. Uh, let's see, Saquon. We're starting to see that Saquon is not that good. Like, like, I mean, so you're you're an average team at best. I have consistent prime time performers. The only you person you have is Jettis and Mahomes. That's it. That's it. Uh, I have Ramondre Stevenson. He's pretty good. He's uh, trash. He's, he, he, doesn't he doesn't hold a candlestick to none of my three running backs, bro. He's trash. What is wrong with y'all? Compared to, compared to Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley, he's trash. Bro, over the last six weeks, <clears throat> over the last six weeks, he's had at least 12 points. Over the last six weeks, five of those games were above 19 points. Over the last he- six weeks... Four of those games were above 21 points. What is his running back rating? Because I have running back 10, I have running back 6, and I have running back 5 on my team. Position rating is number 7. Okay, uh, McCaffrey's running back 2, Saquon's running back 4, and Kamara's running back 10. Bro, and I'm getting it done with Aaron Jones and Stevenson. Those are bums. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm – absolutely. They are bums. And who is seven and one? Me. 
Who gave you that one loss? Me. <laughs> and, and how many? And how many losses? And how many losses you got? Three, four. How many I you got? Three losses. Let me tell y'all. Okay, this is gonna be the last thing I tell y'all. Stream a podcast. We gonna be out. I lost to this man Kurt because my defense gave up a touchdown at the last second. I lost my point. Wow. Yes, bro. Tough. Very tough. So. But uh. I mean, if y'all if y'all boys don't have anything else, man, that should be everything we got this week. Uh, I know we did our points of emphasis at the beginning. Do y'all have anything else I wanted to say? Uh, I mean, I'm feeling good, man. I'm just glad to have the space. Glad to be around, you know, amazing, amazing people like yourselves, man. This is uh, this has definitely been. Uh, a really good space just you know kind of get some you know clear your mind a little bit and, and you know get around some stuff that you enjoy and you love like football and sports man, football so, sports, man. So, we talk a lot of junk in this and uh and uh is that me i think it might have been alex it's cool oh yeah we uh, talk a lot of junk in this league and we uh we, we poke fun we at poke fun. Fun. it's really good to be you know amongst brothers you know so i love y'all boys man I definitely appreciate y'all making time out to our schedule. Talk to the people again, man. Truly appreciate that. Uh, Alex, Reese, y'all boys got anything y'all need the people with? Uh, I appreciate y'all inviting me back onto the podcast, man. It's always good to converse with you, fellas. Uh, um, I appreciate y'all. Love y'all, man. Thank you. Alex, you got anything, my boy? Much love, you know, um, to the viewers. Uh, if y'all want to run Call of Duty with me, uh, bring your A game. But my PS10 is the highest order. That's all one word. My Instagram is 10 gold bands. That's one zero G G O L G O L D B A N Z underscore. Follow your boy. Um, and peace and love with all of you guys. Uh, please keep your funds tight and keep God. Keep God closer um, because this world is dangerous. Man, on that note, we appreciate y'all for listening, man. Until next time, the dynasty is out, man.